welcome to episode 410 of Outlandish Podcast. Uh, Justin, would yeah. you say would you say 410 or 410? Uh, I would definitely, or would I say 410? Oh, yeah. 410. Or would I say 410? Is that what you just said? That's what you just said, yeah, isn't it? Just, just, okay. Uh, I'm your host, uh, Matt. With me, I have Justin. I flit, I float, I fleetly flee, I fly. I would say 410. Yeah. That's an interesting, you bring up an interesting point. Like, how do we, as a species, decide to say numbers in that way? I'll even be giving... No, I don't know, man. I I don't think that would be phonetics. I mean, I have, in the middle, you know, in my job, sometimes I have to call... A, a local state office and give them a parcel number, like a real estate parcel number, which are often, you know, like longer than uh, social security numbers, or at least as long. And I'll find myself going from like, it's a 408, um, 413 dash 960. And then like, as I'm doing it, I'm like, what the hell am I doing? This person thinks I'm fucking crazy. They never notice. They don't give a shit. Our brains both it's like we go back and forth between it and we don't even notice when we do it. Well, yeah. Cause when you're, when you're reading it off, if I was like to say 410, you would think it could possibly be four zero zero one zero. Right. I mean, at the same, like it, it, it could possibly be, but at the same time, if someone was trying to give me the number four zero zero one zero and they said 410, I would, I would call them the fuck out. It's the amb- ambiguity, right? So, yeah, like you want to avoid it by saying four ten. Four ten cannot be interpreted in any other way. But, but what if they, what, what if they were saying, uh, would would you expect them to say forty thousand ten? No, I would never expect anyone to give me the number that way. That would <laughs> that would somehow be more confusing because I would I would definitely assume that the ten comes after forty thousand. All right, I'm needing. Okay, so the number file number one million three hundred. <laughs> We're in the year two thousand and nineteen. It's not even yeah. and right. Like, when do we decide when we say and or not? I should be saying two thousand nineteen. Yeah, but and yeah. I feel is like writing a check throwback. You're you're always writing like a check for four hundred and thirty eight dollars and. 28 cents out of a hundred. Let me scratch through the rest of this line, even though there's nothing you could write in it to like raise the amount and like $438 and 19 cents and $400. Mm. (laughs) I guarantee you there are people out there that have probably gotten away with it. Oh my God. Yeah. Cashiers that are just, uh, you know, uh, bank, Bank tellers are just like, ah, whatever. This looks weird. Okay. Well, I'm a dummy. Yeah. And plus, like, it seems as though the repercussions for hot check writing are just low enough that, you know, people just keep trying it. Just keep doing it. What's going to happen? What, what's really going to happen? You know, ultimately, they can't put you in in jail for not paying things. I was doing a file last week where this person kept getting, like, having to go back to court for felony counts, and I had to enter every single one and I'm I'm just getting mad because I you know like that file is holding me up and I'm getting mad at the person and I'm I'm starting to be like I don't know maybe debtors prisons weren't so bad 
maybe this person shouldn't be allowed to run around in the world anymore. They just keep being a criminal. And just because it's not a big offense, like maybe, maybe even small offenses, if they just keep fucking doing it, you know, maybe we should up the restitution, the punishments. I don't know. Uh, that, that brings up an interesting thing I was thinking about today. So I was driving downtown and people love to just cross at, at when, when the light is like, you're not supposed to cross. And Oh, like they're just, yeah, yeah. Cross P, jaywalkers, not jaywalkers. Yeah. Uh, people crossing a street are just like, I'm just going to go ahead and cross even though it says don't yeah. walk. Yeah. And I'm just thinking like, if, if they made it so that you could run those people over, <laughs> which they never would, but yes, would would that be a bad thing? <laughs> like, I mean, like they're doing the wrong thing. Like they are they are knowingly going against what they're told. Mm-hmm. Like the traffic signal is telling them, do not you do not have the right of way. You right. do not need to walk across this street right now. Right. And they're going, you know what? I think I know better. I think I can do it. So I'm just curious, you know, like if, if somebody's crossing at a crosswalk and the light turns green for me and they're still in that crosswalk, would it be so bad if it was legal for me to run those over? <laughs> I mean, as with many things, Matt, I'm of two minds. On one side, of course, you know, this person has all they've done is jaywalk. You know, you've basically <laughs> you've, you've given people carte blanche to murder people for crossing when they're not supposed to uh, on the other side of things like, yeah, if someone has represented that they don't give a shit about rules over and over again, you know, what other ways in life are they are they making trouble for the rest of humanity? <laughs> but I, Maybe- I, I do want to wonder, like, I see people like as a as, as a person crossing roads, I see people go ahead and cross when the light is red, but they'll make sure no cars are coming. I am assuming that you're running into people, not literally, (laughs) but you're running into issues where people are just like, eh, fuck it. They're just going ahead and crossing, even though the light for you is green. Yeah, that or they start to cross when it's red for me Mm. and it's going to turn green. I know it's going to turn green Mm because I know the traffic signals down. Yeah, like they got like four seconds left, but they're like, eh, whatever. They're just... (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to. And then since there's uh, a parking lot across from us, people love to like just walk ac- like there, you could go maybe like 20 more feet up and be at an intersection. But people just like to cross right there instead of going to the actual crosswalk and crossing over to the parking lot. Mm-hmm. And so in the mornings, you just come around a corner and people are out in the middle of the street. Mm. trying to cross over from the parking lot or to the parking lot. And I'm just so fucking frustrated. I'm all like, just go to the fucking corner and cross at the stop at, at, at the, at the intersection. Why the fuck are you? I, I want to hit you. I want to really run you down because you have just a disregard for like safety and other people and whatever. It really is irresponsible of them because as I have learned recently, uh, unless you are like intoxicated or on drugs or whatever, when you hit somebody like a bicyclist or a, a person crossing the street 
or there is just evidence that like, you know, if they, unless they can get you on something, like you were looking at your phone, you're pretty much going to get away with, like you might get, you know, whatever, whatever the least of manslaughter is pay a fine, no time served major probation, but like, yeah, you're going to get away with it, which should put fear in the hearts of people testing these drivers. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm a white male, Justin, right? So I can get away with it. Exactly. These people really ought to be looking both ways, not to make sure cars aren't coming, but to make sure (laughs) that it's not a white dude. (laughs) You know, we got the Trump card literally in, in the justice system. So, yeah. Wait for the light is all we're saying. <laughs> uh, all oh, right. Man. What's going on, man? What's up? Oh, not a whole lot. Um, since we, you know, we, this is, I don't even remember the last time we podcasted back to back weeks. <laughs> My life isn't exciting enough to it, have. It has literally been like, it was 2018 when we did it last. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 yeah for sure. Um, I am playing a new game. I've kind of put Dark Souls aside. In a, I didn't mean to put this aside, but I'm not excited to come back to it way. And also in a, the longer I let it sit, the less likely I am to go back to it. So I don't know about that game. Um, On the other hand, I started playing uh, this new game that just came out called Ape Out. This is a... uh, I I watched the trailer for it. Yeah, this this is another Devolver Digital Jam um, little $15 indie game, pretty straightforward. And it is just dripping with style in my opinion. So it's an overhead view, um, 2d game. So think, I think original GTA one and two would be a really good way to think about it. Or more recently hotline, the hotline Miami series. So you're directly viewing overhead and you're an ape. And you're stuck in a facility, uh, presumably like a testing facility or they're getting ready to take you to the zoo. I don't know. Your point is you you bust down the door. There's a guard on the other side of the door. He immediately is splattered. <laughs> it's got kind of like a, it's 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 I would say a, a, an animated style to it. Um, it's got kind of like a almost South Park construction paper look to it. Um, it's very stylistic in that way. You knock the door down, so it's not like gory in a ooh, gross way. Uh, even though when you kill a guy, usually he comes apart, like legs and torso. But it, again, it's all very abstract, and uh, you are—you just start running around. You have a uh, a punch button, for lack of a better word, but because he actually like punches, he just kind of like shoves his fists forward, and he and he and he darts forward just a little bit. And if you hit somebody with that, they will go flying across the room. And if they hit any kind of surface at all, they will splat on that surface. If they don't, they just kind of like, oh, they're just kind of like stunned for not even a second. Um, Or you have a grab button where you can grab a guy and you'll immediately like whip the person around in a hostage taker style, like where they're facing where you're facing. But you've got them like, I don't know, by the neck or something. And all the all the enemies, all the all the all the guards in this game are carrying some sort of weapon. And so you'll grab them and in about a second later, they will fire their weapon in whatever direction you're pointing. I think it's supposed to be sort of like when someone is grabbed and they're like, oh, and they jump and they fire a round off or something. 
but you can use that to hit another person. Um, you can also throw the person into another person and they'll both splat. Or if you punch them into another person, they'll both splat. But basically you are running around these levels um, trying to get to the end of each little area. Uh, the guys, they give you a little bit of time. When you, when, when you see a guy come on screen and the guy notices you, you get, I don't know, two seconds before they fire their weapon. Um, you need those two seconds. Otherwise, the guys would just mow you down immediately. Um, so, yeah, it's just a frenetic arcade style game where you're running around, knocking people into walls. It's really intense. Um, and the other thing is the the sound design I, I find just lovely because it's basically like dra- jazz drums. So like, as you're like running around and if you, you throw a guy into a wall and it's like a cowboy bebop kind of ass. Yeah. Cowboy bebop has a jazz soundtrack. So yeah, it's, it's similar. I'm trying to think like, think about some old credits for movies. Yeah. Like some old, like 1950s, 1960s kind of movie. Exactly. So it is, I haven't read any interviews, but it's very, it's clearly very inspired by, um, there's a guy named Saul Bass that, uh, made all these opening credits for some old movies. Like the parent trap is, is one that sticks out to me and it's got an anime. They're usually like an animated style or, or like a, like a bomb fuse is like burning across the screen around the names of actors and then, you know, or like some James Bond movies. So it's very much like that where, the animation is is tied to this like you know these these jazz drums and um i don't know it's just it's very unique in that way and very fun and exciting um and the later you get into the game they introduce a f- you know they they keep introducing a few different uh instruments to kind of keep it fresh and then you find out like after you beat the first i don't know world which is like a set of eight levels that that was an album and there's like a jazz album look to that like the uh, look to the level selection screen where you've got like these albums that you can like, like as if you're like choosing an album to load up and they all have like a, like a, uh, a style of album cover and art that again is reminiscent of that kind of old 50 style um, opening cinematic or, you know, jazz albums of the time. I mean, I'm not like some big jazz connoisseur. What is it? What console? It's on switch. It's on PC. I don't know if it's on any of the either of the other two consoles. Maybe it is. I would think it would be. They're they Devolver Digital usually like they'll they'll choose. You know they're they're they are selective, um, and they usually try to make sure it comes out on everything. <laughs> but uh, I highly recommend it. It's one of the most unique games I've played in a long time. I'm it's it's a simple game, but it's a fun game. Um, just you know working my way through that. Uh, another game I'm playing, Steam World Dig Two. I don't recall if I go ahead. Let me just point out here. I hate this kind of shit. Oh, where I went to, I went to the devolver digital website here and it's like ape out PC console. Fuck you, man. What console? (laughs) I I would presume that means all consoles being sold right now, (laughs) but yeah, I agree. It should be list. Just list the goddamn consoles. There's only three of them. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, like, what is that like? Oh, we're promoting that console if we list it out. Just put down every fucking console, man. Just yeah. 
Like if it's on Switch, list out Switch. If it's on PS4, PS4. Yeah, I always, if I'm trying to figure out what a game is on, I just Google it because, um, like, Google has integrated Wikipedia information. It looks like, uh, this, is, this is even worse, because it look, looks like it's only on Nintendo Switch. So I don't know why the fuck they can't say Nintendo Switch. I, I literally don't understand. So it's uh, 15 bucks on PayPal. It doesn't look like it has, a, I really expected, and the reason why I asked what console is on is because I was hoping that, uh, you said you like the soundtrack, so I was hoping they would have like the soundtrack edition where you would get like pay a couple of dollars more to get a downloadable soundtrack with it. But yeah, I would be I would actually be kind of surprised about that because I wouldn't. You would you would be hard pressed to say this game has a soundtrack. It has a bass beat that starts playing as soon as you get into any kind of action on a level. But then otherwise, all the little sounds are based on the actions you do. Oh, okay. So I don't I don't know that there's any songs per se. And in fact, there's no music outside of the levels. Like when you're when it's loading up. I mean, so I'm sorry, there is music, but it's again, it's all like titles, title, you know, there's no there's no backing music. And and I think when you load the game up, there's no music except for like the sound of a, a record player or something. I guess I'll just have to watch on YouTube then. Leave it playing in the background on YouTube. <laughs> you know, like, I want to listen to some uh, ape out right now. Yeah, and there are there are other sound effects like um the guys will like ah, ah, you know they'll they'll you can throw dudes out windows and you can you'll hear the crash of the window in addition to a cymbal crash. Um, but I don't know. Again, I, I can't recommend that game enough. I'm enjoying playing the shit out of that. Um, the other game, I I actually picked this other game back up. It's a it's called Steam World Dig Two. I imagine I talked about this on the podcast, maybe back in October, because I remember I picked, what's that? Jeremy's talked about it. Oh, that's right. That's right. Um, I picked it up. Uh. Back then, I played a little bit of it, and I don't, I don't really remember why, but I just kind of fell off of it. I think it just was that I wasn't playing my Switch all that much at the time. Um, and this weekend, I, I was, I had my Saturday. I was drinking my morning coffee, played a little ape out, and I was just kind of like, ah, I'm gonna play that a little bit. That sounds fun, and fell right back into it. It is a, uh, it's it's one of those digging games where you're, uh, you're kind of like a minor character. I'm um, M I N E R. Um, except you're not really a miner. You just happen to have a pickaxe. You, you you acquire tools to mine with, and you know you find gems. It's about what qualifies you as a miner? Like, is it just me having a hard hat and a pickaxe? I mean, like, yeah. Do I just start like plugging away at digging up dirt or rocks? Mm-hmm. I, I suppose it's, that I mean it's it's a big definition, right? Like by definition, if you were to dig something out of the ground, does not does that not make you a miner? Well, yes, technically, but it's not your job, right? It's not your occupation. It's not it's not even really your like hobby per se, right? Like if I go out to uh, if I go up there to the old Arkansas Diamond place, you know, Mm-mm. like if I'm retired and I go up there and I just start digging every day, you know. Can I put down miner? Yeah, I would think so. Or do I have to actually find a diamond in order to qualify as the miner? No, I think the activity of trying would make you a miner. Just, you know, just not a successful miner. Right. Not the most successful, but you're out there. You're out there doing it. 
You're getting yeah. after it. You're living that dream. Living that minor dream. Yeah. Um, but Steve World Dig, it's a it's a two D platformer kind of game. Um, it's it is story driven. Like you have goals and and quests. You even have levels. Um, you you bring jewels back and sell them to get upgrades and cogs and whatnot. And it, it's a solid game. It's got a re- now that's a game with a good soundtrack, a a standard good soundtrack. By which I mean music playing in the background while you're running around. Um, it's very I would say chill soundtrack like a like a chill beats kind of soundtrack so enjoying that probably gonna keep knocking on that um yeah i don't know what i'll play next um i really wanted to watch netflix's well i guess i didn't really really want to watch um netflix just put out a uh an animated anthology i think it is you would call it called uh love death and robots or Love Death Robots. Uh, I've been looking forward to this, and then it released, and I had free time this weekend, and just, I don't know, it's, for whatever reason, it's difficult for me to just sit down and devote myself to just watching something like that on my own. But I really I really want to watch it, Matt. I know you watched... I've watched it all. You've watched it all. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, for, they're just, they're like 10 to 15 minute shorts. Right. Like, I looked, someone someone posted all the, the time links, and they're like, literally from 6 to, I think, 22 minutes so i like the idea of that because clearly they just let the creators make it as long as they needed to make it or wanted to make whatever they were making you know um but yeah for i mean you you've seen it i got the impression it looked to me it reminds me of uh an old uh 90s mtv show called liquid television it reminds me of an old 80s animated movie called heavy metal and it reminds me of the Animatrix, which was like 12 animated shorts that were commissioned when the second and third Matrix movies uh, came to home video. The, did you did you enjoy these, Matt? Oh, yeah. Good. Yeah, I loved them. Um, they look really um, risque, like sometimes gory, oh. sometimes sexy, sometimes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All of the above. Yeah. There's uh, nudity all up in there. Okay. There's gore all up in there. Okay. That's good. There's robots up in there. There's, uh... You watch the Animatrix. I just assume you, you saw the Animatrix, right? Back yeah. in the day. Yeah. I will never forget yeah. the the two-parter that, that told the story of how the humans came to be batteries. Oh, yeah. That one. It's a good story. Yeah. It's so good, but also like really haunting because you see what, you know, the, the scenes where the robots or doing whatever they want with the humans after they won is just one of the most horrifying animated things, man. It just, it sticks in my, there's, there's the scene, there's a scene spoilers because like the humans are running around in these mechs and there's a scene where the, like a a group of sentinels, like the, the, the robots are winning and a group of sentinels tears the front off of a mech. And you can see the guy in there and his arms and his legs are like, what's the word they're secured into the arms and legs of the mech. And so the robot, they're just like, whatever, we don't care about, you know, we don't care about humans. Does they just like wrap up the guy's torso and they're like trying to yank him out, but he's attached in there. So they just yank his torso out without his arms and legs. And he's just screaming the whole time. And it's all animated. <laughs> it's anime, but like, it's just like, ah, <laughs> yeah, there's a, uh, there is, there was one episode where I just stopped. I was like, I can't watch. This. Oh, wow. Like it was too, it was too freaky. Like, I don't know. Just, mm-hmm. 
I kind of want to tell you about it, but yeah, I feel uh, bad that I haven't. Um, I'll I'll watch it by the time we record next week, or I'll try to. Okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I mean, they're short. Yeah. Like you can get through three or four of them at least, right. and then do something else probably. Right. But uh, yeah, they're really great. Uh, I recommend it. I highly recommend it. Um, and I'm super stoked that Netflix is just doing and trying all these weird things. Like they're like, sure, let's try that. Yeah, let's try this. Let's try that. Sure, let's let's do these animated things. So you know, hopefully this does well and we get more things tried. I know that they're doing a reboot of Ultraman. It's a computer generated anime. I don't know if I don't know what that'll be like. I started following. There's a there's a Twitter account. I think it's NX something. It's like in a, NX on Netflix or something. NXS. No, yeah, it's actually, it's called NX on Netflix, and their description is the Netflix space to live, everything super sci-fi, the fantastic, and beyond. So basically, it's their geeky genre <laughs> account. They, they've mostly been tweeting about love, death, and robots. They just tweeted that um, uh, the fifth element is coming soon, so... Like just the old version? Yeah, like it's going to be back on the service. I say back on. I don't know if it ever has been on. I assume everything has been on it at one time or not. <laughs> but uh, Anything else? Mm, no, that's it. We went um, bowling again last week, and it feels really good to be getting better at bowling. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. um, you know, as as with anything, it feels good to to keep trying it and and noticing your improvement. Like, the first time I went by the second game, I was having trouble even controlling the ball, you know, because my arm was so weak <laughs> um, and having it do what I want to. But I changed something up last week and I got several strikes in the last game. So I was like, yeah, yeah. And, you know, I didn't feel as sore the next day or the next day. <laughs> so we're going we're going again this afternoon. So that'll be interesting to see if I can get, you know, see how good I can get with that. It's always satisfying okay. to um, try something new like that and get better at it. Not new. I mean, I've bowled before, but you know, like we always went bowling, just like, Oh, let's go bowling. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. And then you didn't do it again for several months or a year or however long <laughs> my dad uh, used to, he used to be in a, uh, a work league like before I was born even. And they, they would bowl a lot. He's, he's bowled a couple perfect games, you know? So it's cool. It's, you know, it's good to be doing, trying something, trying something different. Thanks to Jennifer. That was Jennifer's mm-hmm. idea because she used to bowl every week back in the day with the, with a friend back in, I think St. Louis. So. All right. Nothing else. Um, so you heard about this, this, uh, Christchurch shooter. I have to imagine you heard about this at this point. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't even know what to say about it. Um, I know when it happened, I, I could not stop thinking about it. I know that we live in a time, unfortunately, where shootings that leave, you know, double digits of people dead are common at this point. Um, but he live streamed it and I can't get over that, Matt. I can't get over. I remember because I've been predicting this. I've been thinking like, oh, my God, some, you know, with what we have with 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 Twitch and Facebook live video, some maniac is going to fucking live stream a massacre. And maybe that's why I can't get over it because he fucking lied. And I haven't seen the video. I can't I can't possibly I can't I can't watch that. 
I've read descriptions. It sounds as horrible as everyone says it is. Um, he fucking, he was like pl- apparently playing meme music in his car and saying, subscribe to PewDiePie and then got out of his car and walked up to the front door. And the first guy he saw was like, hello brother. And he shoots him. And then he just walks in and t- I, I can't, I'm sorry. I can't even like it. I have trouble even thinking about it and describing it. And, for, and because of all that, and I feel like weird because like, am I fixated on it only because this was live streamed? Maybe, you know, if he had done this and we were just hearing about it, would it have the same effect? You know, what does it mean? Does it mean anything? It happened in New Zealand. Like the last. Well, sh- you wouldn't, you wouldn't, sorry. You wouldn't have that personal connection. Like, cause nobody, you wouldn't have the story of it. You would just have a guy went in, killed a bunch of exactly. people. Exactly. I think you wouldn't have that interaction of he walked up to this guy, this guy greeted him. People didn't know what the, you know, I, you just think like, I don't know, I guess in your head, you kind of play it off as like people were unaware that they were getting murdered or something. You know, there was. Yeah. Well, it's like you said, you're, you're exactly right. It's the detachment. Like you, we could have heard about it the next day and heard reports, but it would feel it's not like it doesn't feel as real, but for some reason, the fact that he fucking streamed it, you can literally watch and see like how it all went down. Um, you can, you can, I, I was looking at a Twitter thread where the, 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 the point of the thread was to basically acknowledge all the people that died. And in that thread, they were talking about how this person was with their husband who was in a wheelchair. She jumped in front of, of her husband. She died and he didn't. How do we know this? Because it's in the fucking video. And I, I don't, I just, I don't know how to process it, Matt. And I'm, I'm just, I'm just so sick that this shit keeps happening and I don't know what to do about it. I don't know what do we do about it. I, I feel myself getting more and more complacent because that's how humans are. The more something like this happens, the more we're like, eh, whatever. I mean, Twitter even, just as a barometric or as a as a barometric, as a metric, I just I felt like I saw some uh, some tweets about it, but I think 10 years ago if this had happened, it would have been nothing anybody it would be the only thing anybody would have talked about for a week or more. I don't know. What do you what do you think about it? Have you thought about it at all? You just kind of tried to ignore it? I just hate humanity. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, I mean, again, the good news is it's always just, you know, there's an old garbage people. Yeah. Like like people, people, I want to think the good people outweigh the people like this. All right. I don't, I mean, the people that do the act are garbage and like, not, I mean, so like, uh, it's just, I, I I think it's only going to get worse. You know, I mean, we're getting to that stage of where because of accessibility of weapons, it's just and and not to mention, like, just when you have the Internet, which can just tell you how to make weapons, um, it's even more so. And then um, we're we're making it more accessible for people to arm themselves, Mm -hmm. even taking household goods and turning them into things that are terrifying. Right. Um, It's just. We've reached that stage of just, I don't know, craziness. And I think it's only going to get worse. Yeah. Because we won't address the actual issue, which is just mental stability and just, yeah. I, I don't know, just people. I mean, I don't know. I don't, 
it's it's frustrating that like you said um that because it happened for it happened for us at night right um so i i think right before i went to bed is when you tweeted about it i saw you tweet about it or something and then i i was already asleep by that time but i know it was like around that time because i saw the timeline and then so after that though like i would i would just see like about one out of every 10 maybe of of the tweets that were in my feed were talking about Mm -hmm. it and it was just kind of like i don't know just like i was i was surprised at how little people talked about it yeah yeah and i mean outside of just being like the usual disgust you have for it and it's just it's 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 a broken record i guess now yeah it's gotten to the 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 sense of like well uh, i mean I can only say so much right. after the tenth mass murder that I've seen. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. <laughs> but my thing was like, this wasn't even in the United States. This was in New Zealand. I don't even know what their laws are like down there. Oh like, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know the specifics. I know that it was. I know it's hitting New Zealand super much, much harder, right? Because. Luckily, other lucky lucky thing for the other countries is they get to sit back and be and be like, oh, another mass murder in America. Well, you know, at least we don't have to deal with that. Um, the last mass murder New Zealand had was in '97, and it was three people. Um, so they like this was a big deal for for them over there. I, I'm genuinely surprised that yeah. happened in New Zealand and not here. But yeah, like it is, it is almost mundane at this point. I hate that it's getting that way. I hate the idea that shit stains on the internet who are, you know, the next shit stain is going to be thinking, is going to be watching this video and learning what to do and what not to do so that he can rack up a higher body count because that's the only thing that's going to, you know, make a bigger imprint. Some like four people, um, a guy walked onto a train, a Dutch train, and killed like four people and injured, you know, like 10 or so more. Um, and it was like the fourth headline down in a email news brief from a local newspaper I follow. And I didn't see anything else about it. That's, that's the level of, eh, that we're at like, sorry, not enough people died. Well, you know, and when I heard that it was, uh, or when I read that it was Facebook live streamed or whatever, I, I thought the first thought was, this has is this the is this where we finally look at this kind of st- stuff this kind of media delivery live stream mm-hmm. and put it does this stop it i mean does this yeah i wonder i mean it would make sense for facebook to to start going you know what maybe you can't stream stream live anymore well that or maybe you have to have a certain sponsorship or something like an actual like if you were a paid advertiser, you know, something, I mean, like if you were employed, you know, like YouTube where you got royalties or something like that, you had a certain status, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know. It's just, when I thought about it, I was like, my God, like this is just opening, this is going to open the floodgates. Like yeah. I felt like, you know, you're just giving people like, and it was only a matter of time, really. We should all saw this coming. Yeah. I, I, mean, I like I said, I've I been thought, fearing it. I've been fearing something like this being live streamed for a long time. Well, there was a, there was a gentleman, um, I think maybe nine months ago, six months ago where he had 
live streamed him in the parking lot talking about it. And that's oh, all he live that's streamed. Right. And then he went and did, and then he went and killed somebody, right? Yeah. He went and killed, I think, a couple people. That's or right. I do remember that. And, and so I was like, oh, fuck. Well, I mean, like, I mean, yeah, it's just, I just, it's ridiculous. Like, I just wish, I don't know. There's no, there's, and the problem, Justin, is there's no solution. Yeah. There's like literally, there's not a good solution. I mean, yeah, there's, there's because, a lot of, there's a lot of suggested solutions that all have downsides, right? There's there's no clean yeah, I mean, solution. Everybody, you're going to, I think the only, no matter what the solution is, somebody's got it. We have to give up things in society, right. whether it's less freedoms, more, you know, we got to have more restrictions, more wait time, more. You know, or the path we're down right now the, where what we give up and sacrifice is literally human life. And we just go, yeah. you know, like we have to we have to make a decision because right now we treat these things like they're just acts of nature. Like, oh, a tornado hit this mosque in Christchurch. Nothing we could have done about it. And I'm not saying that sarcastically as if I'm saying like, oh, we're a bunch of assholes for not banning guns because I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. I don't know that it's as simple as just yeah. banning guns. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I and I, I, I'll, I'll say we shouldn't ban guns, all guns. Um, I just because I do feel like people do have a right to, you know, protect themselves, and also mm-hmm. if we were to get in some kind of weird ass fucked up civil war, twenty first century civil war shit or something, I don't know. People should have a right to, you know, fight, fight for just causes. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I just, I don't, I don't know, Justin, I don't know. And that's the problem. Like you, you, you just feel helpless in these scenarios. Yeah. Like you can, you can only help people individually. You can't really, I can't, uh, I can't stop people from doing other, th- you know, I don't have that level of power. I don't, I mean, and I don't have a solution to it. So therefore, I feel like I can't really contribute. I can't be the person at Capitol Hill shouting, you need to do this because I don't have that ground. I don't have an idea of how to solve the problem outside of trying to address mental health, um, trying to make sure everybody has uh, the ability to seek counsel and seek help and make sure that they're um, if they have thoughts like that, that they can express them openly to people and not have repercussions for it because they're trying to help themselves as well as prevent other things. from. Well, and the other thing I think that's sticking in my craw for this one is, you know, in the past when this has happened, the person has been clearly mentally unstable and they'll kill themselves. Right. Like they, it didn't used to be that you would, they would get the suspect because he would shoot himself in the head. Um, this guy is lucid you know he he's not like a raving maniac i mean his thoughts are um indefensible but he's basically like a high functioning psychopath you know he thinks that what he did was right um and didn't and didn't kill himself at the end he just got caught so i think that's also scary because yeah we need to get more mental health um supplied to people but i don't know that would have helped this guy I don't know, man. I don't know. I feel like he's more akin to like, 
to me, this guy is more akin to when um, certain like races or groups of people commit genocide when and that's happened multiple times across multiple races of people across the world. And most of the time it's because they're able to dehumanize the other side, the people they're killing like, oh, these people aren't really human. They're not they're not like us. They're not as they're they're inferior to us. And that's what this guy did. You know, he thinks he's he's a white supremacist. He thinks that brown people and, and Muslim people are a scourge and they need to be wiped out. So now that's clearly a mental issue. <laughs> but at the same time, it's like a high functioning mental issue. And that's scarier to me. Yeah. Yeah. So. All right. Let's. Uh, let's yeah. All on. right. <laughs> you got anything else? To no, about? I don't think so. Okay. Uh I put down love death robots, so I guess I can't talk yeah, about that. I'm sorry. Um, uh, I had so uh, I got real agitated with a uh, my coworker mm-hmm. because I had proposed like how how you could you could establish whether or not somebody trusted you is whether or not um, if they fully trusted you whether or not they would let you take care of their kid. Mm-hmm. You know, like, and I had made the remark of like, I wonder if my boss would fully trust me enough to where like I could, you know, if, if he would let me, or let me, if, if he needed me to, to like somehow magically, I don't know how the scenario would play out, but he, he needed me to look after his kid. If he would be like, Matt, I can need you to look right. after my like kid. An, like an uncle like, bunk, how, like an uncle buck situation. <laughs> yeah. Like you just like, I, I'm, I, I can trust you with my kid. Like that's how you find out if somebody can trust you. Yeah. I feel like that's, that's the, the ultimate. ultimate yeah. Yeah. I can, you, I can trust you with a loved one. Um, and the coworker like responded with, could you take care of a kid? And I immediately, I got mad. I got really like internally, I got really pissed off Yeah, that they would say something like that. And because and I, I told him, I said, I got to I got to be honest with you. I'm a, I'm a little insulted that you just said that. Like, cause I am a, a 38 year old man with responsibilities. I have a mortgage. I have all this. I don't have any debt whatsoever. Like I, I, I work in it. I feel like I'm competent enough. Right. You, you have where I can take care of stable. Well, yeah. I mean, to be fair, it's, you, you know, you haven't had a kid. Um, yeah, but that doesn't mean you don't feel like, I mean, that's like, I, I just, yeah, it, and it, it's it's a shitty immediate reaction. That's for damn sure. Like it was just like really, like re- And I wanted to be like, I don't know. Could you take care of kids? Like, <laughs> right? I, I mean, like, what what do you have that basis on? Like, I mean, I don't I don't understand. Like, okay, all right. I mean, it's just hmm. it really wanted to set me off. Yeah, kids so are like, kids are a big responsibility, but at the same time, it's 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 a it's a very I don't know. Kids are a big responsibility, and yet humans um, tend to take that responsibility entirely too lightly, yeah. especially when it comes to like decisions to have kids. Because I, yeah, it's one yeah. thing to raise a mm-hmm. kid, but to look after babysitting. Right. You're telling me. You're telling me. You got teenagers doing it and you don't think I, a 38 year old man mm-hmm. <laughs> can take care of a kid. Right. Okay. Okay. You got fucking my pregnant life or whatever, where kids are getting pregnant and having babies at the age of mm-hmm. 16. 
And you don't think me, a grown man at 38 years yeah. old. You got you got poor moms living on welfare, smoking their cigarettes and, and popping babies out left and right. But we're, we, we got to worry about this stable adult. <laughs> what? Just because <laughs> you don't have a kid? Because you've never like had a, a niece or nephew to, to babysit or something? Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. That was a shitty immediate reaction. It's, you know. Um, I think you could take care of a kid, Matt. Thank you. Thank you. I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even question it, but I could, (laughs) (laughs) no, I don't think I could take care of a kid because I don't want to take care of a kid. (laughs) I would be like, Um, yeah, gun to head. I could probably handle it, (laughs) but maybe you find somebody else. (laughs) Uh, there I had, um, I was asking a coworker if he had seen, uh, ex machina because i thought that was like a movie that fit and he's like i haven't seen it i was like you haven't seen ex like that that's a movie right up your alley man i figured i assume this is someone who watches a lot of sci-fi yeah and sci-fi and just thought pieces and stuff like that like um and so like i had like done that a couple more times before that Mm -hmm. and so like his thing is like you have you haven't seen african citadel and I was like, you're just making stuff up now. And so I'm DB'd it. And yeah, he's making just stuff up. But I was like, I immediately went to like African Citadel, man. That sounds like a movie that would win Oscars because it's like, it's like a think piece. Yeah. And I, I immediately went to thinking that it was about, a, it would be a drama about an African American that grew up in America in like the eighties or nineties or something. And it was all about how, society was building itself up to imprison African-Americans in jail. Mm. And like, that was the African Citadel Mm. was like the American construct of prison and how it's been targeting like African-Americans because they're heavily populated in jails. Right. And I was like, man, that was like, that'd be such an Oscar piece. (laughs) And I was telling the coworker about like how it'd be hilarious if it inspired me to write like this script for this movie <laughs> and it went on to win like so many awards at the Oscars. And like, he threw out like a couple of other ones and a couple other like, was, like made up names, made up yeah. titles. And I was like thinking, how crazy would it be if like I just went on a tear and like year after year, I just wrote these incredible <laughs> screenplays just because you made up some stuff. What's like, really funny is <laughs> if you were, if you were um, successful enough, that guy would definitely sue you like, you know, ten, five or 10 <laughs> years after the fact, Oh, and so-and-so the creator of African Citadel is being sued because this guy says he gave him all his ideas and you'd be all like, you just said the names of the places or you wouldn't even admit that your lawyer would advise yeah. you not to even admit that. <laughs> I really like yeah. the idea that, that he's just bullshitting you and you just like take it as inspiration. <laughs> Um, but so that, that, uh, that had me, uh, propose the question, uh, let's make up three movie titles and then come up with the premise. Hmm. You, so it's like, you want to do that right now. Yeah. Let's do that right now. Make up the title. I think, I think we should go back and forth, right? Like you just, yeah, we'll just go back and forth. Like maybe, maybe how about I come up with, we, we alternate. So the person comes up with the title, the other person comes up with the premise. Okay. All right. I'll give you I'll give you a title first because you're you're better at this. Okay. You've got some experience. Okay. <laughs> okay. 
Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm totally, I've got my Steam list open just on the side here. So I'm uh-huh. totally, I've got a. So you're just going to combine I got a stuff whole, here? a whole list of, let's say, um, Invisible Community. Invisible Community. Oh, oh, well, that's, that's such a drama piece right there. Uh, that's going to be about. Hmm. Oh, I've actually got a good idea for this one now. <laughs> okay. Invisible Community. It's going to be, it's got to be. Uh, yeah, like this is going to be coming out like in probably like October, November, mm-hmm. you know, it's going to be contending for the Oscars here. Invisible community is going to be about, it's got to be about a race. I, I'm trying to think of who, who, who right now is considered to be invisible mm-hmm. or a gender. Oh, oh no, it's too much. Um, I was thinking maybe like it's poor maybe people it's, or, uh, okay. You know, homeless, homeless yeah, people. You could go with that. Or yeah. Either poor or homeless. Oh, home. Yeah, maybe uh, homeless VAs. Okay, you know, about maybe it's following the life of a homeless vet, right? Um, and we get we and so we follow this guy, and he's going to like the VA and stuff, yeah. and trying to get you know some support and everything. And we see him having like some mental breaks, some PTSD stuff. Oh yeah. Oh, you definitely got to um, cut like him getting punched and kicked in an alley with like oh, yeah. an altercation in a rack. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> To make money or something, uh, but yeah, it's it's basically you're taking like the wrestler, yeah, and taking that story and and and, and adding it to a uh, a retired VA homeless guy. Okay, yeah. Okay, okay. All right. Uh, so I've you you went with the Steam list. I've got my collection of board games. Over Excellent. Here. Uh, so we're gonna go with they're right near each other. So we're gonna go with Jungle Saloon. Jungle Saloon. Wow. <laughs> okay jungle saloon okay wait okay i got it mm, that's a little on the nose all right hit me that's a little on the nose <laughs> actually no i'll go with this this is this is not uh i'm gonna go in a different direction i don't i don't i don't think okay. you meant for uh us to all always try to make it into like an oscar bait movie. oh okay, no good. no you go with you want to go rom-com all whatever right. you want to do this man. is a quentin tarantino movie and right. it is set in Africa, and you know what? I'll go. I'll go uh, uh, Brazil for for a different. There we jungle. go. We're going South America, and it's set during. I'm going to reveal that I know next to nothing about South American history, so I'm going to say it's set right. in right. the 1920s when there's still a lot okay. of. Um, there's a frontier, you know. So what it ends okay. up being is a a frontier. It's a Western that's set in okay. 1920s Brazil, and it's based around the saloon and a group of warring parties with a new character that shows up into town. Is this like an American that's visiting here or something? Like he's like, come it's down. Gotta, to- it's totally got to be an American. I'm going to say it's going to be one of those like, oh, okay. we can't just make a movie about Brazilian people. No one to go see that. So we'll put like a star <laughs> white, white actor in there. I'm gonna say. Yeah. Did I say if I, did I say it was a Quentin Tarantino movie? Did I say that? Okay. You did. So, so sticking you did. with that, I'm gonna say it's uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. He's he's on a roll with okay. Leo ever since Django, yeah. and uh, yeah, yeah, that's the guy that shows up into town. What was the last Quentin movie? Hateful Eight. Hateful Eight. Uh, I did just see. I never. I did just. It. I didn't either. Uh, I want to see it, but it's. Uh, I don't know. I'll probably get around to that. I, I know that his next movie is, I think it's coming out this summer. I just saw a poster on Reddit. Hmm. Once upon a time okay. in Hollywood. 
All right. Okay. Um, so I'm going to I'm going to try and I'm going to make a I'm going to try and bring it down. You went with like a jungle saloon, which is kind of like fun and out there. I'm going to I'm going to bring it down to um uh uh company of the sea and that's company of the yeah, sea S-E-A. all right I, I, i'm immediately going to go for comedy on oh this, okay. okay all right <clears throat> so it's going to be a comedy but it's going to be a comedy spoof okay all right. and it's going to be about basically uh it's going to go with almost like a idiocracy uh kind of spoof so basically humanity yeah, so it's going to be like it's going to be uh, dumb, dumb, ap- post-apocalyptic. Okay. Uh, so it's going to be basically uh, humanity is fucked up and polar ice caps have melted. So everybody's living on the sea. So that's the company of the sea is going to be. It, oh, it's, it's like water be world. About, yeah, so it's going to be like a water world kind of comedy. Okay, gotcha. Because it's going to be. I'm, um, I'm, I'm, I'm seeing John C. Riley. Not John C. Riley. What's what? Who am uh, I thinking of? Is yeah, it's John, John, okay, John C. Riley and maybe Will. Pharrell, some Vince Vaughn, <laughs> Pharrell, Will Ferrell. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I could do that. Ooh. We could do like a whole SNL cast kind yeah. of brought in there oh. or something like a whole Rob like, Schneider nineties, uh, 2000. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so let's see. Uh, but yeah, it's going to be, it's, it's a company of the sea. Um, maybe it's about, Ooh, Ooh, it's going to be about two rival companies. Okay. Maybe, maybe you have, it, it'd be kind of like a, almost like a step brothers movie. Uh, so you'll have, Will Ferrell running one company and John C. Riley running okay. another company, <laughs> and they're both. Uh, uh, what are they fighting over? What are they fighting over? Um, maybe they're just f- so dumb. Maybe they're just fighting over uh, fish. Like there's so much. F- it's, it's all ocean, but it's, but a, some it's a territorial reason, thing. Like this is our area. Yeah, and the like, ocean's really big yeah, too. Yeah. Also, so they could spread out. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> all right. Uh, so yeah, I definitely envision scenes really... of like John C. Riley like catching a big tuna fish and being like, "Oh," and like glancing over, all glamorous, looking like, "Well, oh, just catching this awesome fish." And Will Ferrell's got like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, that's and they'll they'll, uh, they'll come together because it'll be like uh, Moby Dick. Oh, Maybe there'll be re- one big like <laughs> super fish, of course. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that that like uh, destroys both their boats or something, yeah, or yes. something, and they had to like, and yeah. it's mutated because like the reason you know like there's a nuclear fallout or whatever, so you can have some, yeah. you can definitely have some mutation fun and jokes. Yeah, I'm into it. All right, we got it. We got it. We we've just we just wrote the three best movies of 2021. <laughs> uh, right Those are free Hollywood uh, until we decide yeah. to sue you in 2024. <laughs> right, right. We have it on record right now. Uh, all right. <laughs> uh, one thing I really hate is people that send the body of their email in the subject line. <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> what do you mean, like, because the like, subject's so short, they're just like, eh. <laughs> well, all that, or they yeah. just type out an entire sentence in their subject line. And it's like, do you not know what the idea of subject <laughs> right. is? I mean, like, like... Uh, we haven't even read this person's letter and we're already razzing on them. Like literally, no, it was a, it was oh, a okay, okay, okay. somebody had, they had sent like an entire thing in like the subject line and the body of the email was just their signature. Oh yeah. Yeah. And that's like, the worst. It's just what blank. What do you, do you not, 
and do you not know what you're? Yeah, come on, do you understand how this? Come works? on, be better than it's that. Email. You're in a profession. You're in a professional environment. Field, yeah, all yeah. right. Just be better. Than that. <laughs> you can do this. Be better than that. Uh, can you make a business of giving loans for life insurance policies? Giving loans. So you're giving a loan so that person can purchase a life insurance policy. No, no, no. So you're giving a loan based on the amount of their life insurance policy, and they're putting you as the beneficiary. I don't think you're. So I'm going to admit that I don't know, and I don't, I don't know where this right. is coming but from. But I think like, that's probably illegal. Like I don't think you're allowed. I was just to, curious. I was like, <laughs> bet on people's death. Yeah, basically? you like to have to actually. I mean, granted, you can put anybody's name down, but uh, you don't think there has to. There can't be an exchange of right. My, anything of monetary I just, value? I feel or, like. Well, also, if you're the if you're the lender, you're you're yeah. The idea is that is the idea that the person has to try to pay back the loan as long as they live, or they get, or the lender gets their money when you die. It could be vice versa. It could be kind of like a pawn shop kind of thing where they can either pay the money back before they die or when they do die. I get but otherwise, the 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 lendee is not expected to pay anything. Unless they die, unless they want, or, to, or like, like, yeah, like okay, say, yeah. Well, if, that's what I mean. But like, there's no. Let's like, say they have a family or because they're not making payments. Okay, right, right. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's a hundred percent guaranteed for you, no matter what, as the lender. It may just be that there is no lender that's willing to do that, <laughs> right? Because who knows how long you're going to live? Well, yeah, but it would. That's the thing is, you would have to hedge your right. loan. They would have to, uh, to they would, yeah, they would have to set it to where the amount of loan they give, like, or, or, or however much they get from you dying and no matter how long you live, basically, you know, like as, unless you live right. to a hundred, we're going to get, it's going to be worth this investment and anything yeah. before that, it's just any, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I'd be interested in, in knowing if that's something you can well, do. Just, uh, yeah, I was just illegal. thinking like, there should be a way. There should be a way for people young to get instant loans and large amount of loans. Oh you know? yeah. Like, I mean like, so you could be literally like, mortgaging your life. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you might as well be able to, I mean, it's your yeah. life. Yeah. If, and if we have an industry based on like death where they pay out for yeah. it. And we know that there are reverse mortgages, which is where someone owns a, a house free and clear and they take out a loan that they do not, that instead of them paying on, or it's, I guess it's not a loan. They, well, it is, it is, it is a loan, but like basically instead of you paying on, on it, they get money in return and the, and the bank just gets the house yeah. when they die. So yeah. you can kind of do that. Kind of. Uh, if Amazon really wanted you to help donate, you know, the, the smile.amazon.com, mm-hmm. uh, they would make it, so their fucking mobile app would donate rather than having to go through the smile for real website. I've always been curious about that smile thing because they're like, it costs nothing. It costs nothing. We'll just do this. Like, really? You're just, yeah, you're just going to go ahead and well, I'm curious if it counts as a donation. They're making, mm. you know, Oh, so, so it's like a good way for them to not actually have to donate. Right. Anything or like, or whatever, you know. I well, know I do know works, that they so. are masters of working the tax brackets because apparently they uh, like uh, so uh, as long as a company reinvests like all of its profits 
into like new ventures, then they can consider that profit as not actually profit basically. Right. It's ridiculous. Let me, Mm -hmm. I tell you, it's kind of crazy to me. It's crazy to me that people are killing poor people. You know, if you're going to, if you're going to, if you're going to don't kill people based on, you know, race or religion or any of that nature. I mean, yeah, yeah. I'm just saying like, it's kind of crazy to me that people don't turn to the fat cats of the world, billionaires or millionaires or whatever. I mean, it's just, I mean, that's the, I feel like that's the society we're living in now in the 21st century is like, it's all about capitalism and uh, I don't know the, the 1%, whatever you want to, however you want to address it. Like that's, that's, that's what we've, the, the, the 20th century and the, the late 20th century and the early 21st century has been building up to is just that separation between the, the wealthy and everybody. It does feel that way. And yeah, I I think I saw there's a stat that like the top 200 wealthiest people own 40% of the wealth. Yeah. Um, it's amazing. (laughs) It's kind of ridiculous. I mean, and I was, I got into a, an argument because you know the we didn't even talk about the whole college scandal yeah thing. um but we i got into an argument about how like just because uh, i had said like i made it i don't know if you saw my tweet i made about how to me applications for jobs and, and schools should you shouldn't have the name the the sex relate race or any of that kind of nature something that it shouldn't be have anything on there that can right. discriminate Especially because you, know, you don't want somebody to see, you know, what, why would, why would you need yeah. that information anyway? Um, yeah. Now I, mean, like, I will, I will because, say like, just real quick, you know, um, affirmative action, they needed to know that information so yeah. that they could correct previous biases. I get, I, um, yeah, but that's what but I'm yeah, saying. I think, like, I think ultimately I in a clean me. world, I agree that not, anything that can be discriminated right. on, like, why do you need that? Just leave it out. Well, that's what I was saying. I was saying, in a, in a utopian mm-hmm. society, you would have that like, and, and I was like, but you have to start at some time. Right. I mean, we, at some point we have to reach right. that point. Like in order for it to be fair, we have to start this process. Like, because at that point you can eliminate everything else and just be judged based on your, your merit. So either if you're applying for a job, your past mm-hmm. experience, you know, you know, where your education and all that kind of stuff. And if you're trying to get to school, you can, talk about your, you know, your academia and like what you've done in the community or something like that. You know, it's like stuff like that should, you shouldn't be like, Oh, well there's favoritism involved or this is so-and-so's application. So their, their parents donated to us and whatever you have to, at some point you have to start that process. And um, yeah, it's just the college thing it kind of rubbed me the wrong way. Cause I was getting in this argument about how like they were like, I would do anything for my kid. And I was like, I, yeah, but it's unfair. Don't oh, you like see you were like talking to someone like, who could understand a parent doing this because they would do anything. Well, they were talking about how, like if I have connections, blah, blah, blah. If my, I have friends that can do, you know, it's like, I'm saying, yeah, but right. that's unfair. Like if, if you know the Dean or whatever, that is unfair to everybody else that doesn't yeah. know the Dean. I mean, your, your kid shouldn't get in just because of that. Your kid should get in because I said you basically, you would have to go to a lotto system. 
you would have everybody that qualifies and then do lotto. Yeah. Well, and then of course you run into the issues and, where these higher end universities that have published professors and, you know, the best education and the best libraries and whatnot, you know, those are the schools people want to get into. And they, 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 those schools want to be able to choose the kind of people that can, that well, that can go it? to their school based on like experiences and motivations and whatnot. I mean, so are you, are you talking about including, oh, I guess you'd be talking about including academics um, and uh, extracurriculars. Well, I'm talking about, yeah, well, I'm talking about, I guess if they had a scholarship for it, you know, they would get that, you know, they qualify mm-hmm. for that scholarship. Um, but I'm just saying like, and I, this got into an argument about how basically um, education and healthcare should be mm. free. Like people shouldn't have to worry about that shit. Like people should be able to go to whatever university they want to. They shouldn't have to worry about whether or not they can afford it or not. If they meet the qualifications to get into the university, you know, that's on them. You know, that's, and cause, cause we got an argument about like, everybody has the same opportunities. Like, no, not everybody. Ha- that's not true at all. Not everybody has the same right. opportunities. Like it's a snowball effect. Like you're born into this lifestyle and it just snowballs from there, whether or not it's good, bad, yeah, mediocre, you whatever. You can overcome, gonna, but the fact of the matter yeah. is, you know, f- certain, certain groups of people have to work a lot harder and some, you know, uh, uh, children of wealthy white people yeah they, they don't have to work so hard yeah they kind of they can fall ass backwards through their education yeah and it's just it's just upsetting to think about how there are other people that suffer suffer they can't make it to colleges because they don't have the financial means right. to do it or and it's just and, and that's and i was i was stressing this person like and that's the reason like our society encourages you to get a higher education, to get Mm -hmm. a successful job. Like that's, that's what they've been pushing for the past, what, like 30, 40 years. Like it didn't used to be that way back in, you know, the fifties. I think I feel like, like it wasn't that big of a deal. Getting a college degree to get today is like uh, graduating high school back then. Yeah. And they were like, and, and I've seen, I saw, I swear I saw it on Twitter some somewhere about how, the cost compare of has escalated like multiple times compared to what it oh, used yeah. to be to yeah. get into college. Even, even in, even in recent uh, history, it has, it has yeah. very much. And it's up. just, it's so yeah. upsetting. To, well, yeah, because like to your point, to your point, you know, the people that are, that would balk against that, they would, they would probably say, well, you know, the taxpayers shouldn't have to foot the base for expensive, education and the thing is is uh you know i know i think that we should when it means that we can get you know proteges and geniuses who you know were born into the ghetto if we can get them out there and having the same opportunities and like genuinely the same opportunities and just you know being the smartest person those people are going to grow up to solve world problems it, it literally is in society's best interest <laughs> to pay for educations like that. Yeah. I feel like society has moved away from the collective and gone towards me, 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 right. greed. Get yours. You know, they've gone away from 
thinking about it takes a village to raise a child to thinking only I can raise a child. Only I know what's best and only I, 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 and I, I should not have to get vaccinated if I don't want to, you shouldn't force that on me. Oh, but you're actually endangering the rest of us. I don't care. This is my right. It's just, it's like people don't want to think about, or it comes off to me, I should say, that people don't want to better the society because nobody bettered them, I guess, or like nobody's been bettering yeah. it for them or like, or people, and it's like, yeah, look, yeah. man, it's, we, we have to, at some point we as a collective need to work together to be better. Like it, it may require a little bit more effort from you and it may require a little bit effort from somebody else, but whatever it is, we need to work together. We need to be better together. Not, not like, Oh, well that other person's garbage. So I can be garbage. No, yeah. no, it's just like, I don't know. man. I don't. And that's, it just feels like as we get further into the future, we become more self-centered. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, which leads to a coworker asked me how I felt about wealthy, uh, religious figures. Mm. And I got in, I went into a tyrant about how, like, basically it doesn't, I felt like it went against what they're trying to, uh, teach to accumulate wealth. It absolutely does. Yeah. It's like, it's, 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 there's no reason. Like if you're telling, I kept, I I kept bringing up Christian because that's, you know, um, and I was like, you're you're telling me that you're going to teach the teachings of, of Jesus Christ, which walked around with mm-hmm. no possessions and, you know, did, and uh, cause my thing is like, I thought that was like what you should strive to be like that. That was the perfect person. And then you should do everything you can to try to beat, be at that level and you should be better to people and you should do as much. And I was like, so it doesn't make sense to me to have these televangelists that have, million dollar houses and all this money and all this and all this stuff. And then to try to tell me how I should live my life while you're accumulating wealth and not helping uh, like, like, and I was, I said, that was my biggest thing is like, you have a bank account with this many figures in it. Why? Because every your, your goal in life, if you believe in your faith, should be to help right. other people. Help and not just help like, other people, be- Matt. Help less fortunate people. But less fortunate people is not their congregation. You know? They're not yeah. welcoming these these people we're talking about are not welcoming in the homeless people off the street, the the disenfranchised and the mentally ill and the, the veterans. It's I mean we, you know it's the it's the middle class white folks, right? That's, that's, that's who's filling the congregation halls. Yeah. And it's just, I was, I was like, look, man, you have a different perception of what this is and than I do. And I, I, I hate to tell you, but you're, I feel like you're in with that. Like you're, you like, you don't understand what I'm trying to say, or you just don't, I mean, like, I know you don't agree with it because, you know, of your, of your status in, in society, but. It's like, I I just, I just feel like if you're making that much money, you have that much more to give and you should have a certain amount. I said, if you're making millions of dollars, then I feel like 
you should give up 80% of it, you know, like you should only have like so much money that you need to live on. If you truly believe that what you're meant to do is to help mankind and help them get saved and all this stuff. So he was like, well, what about retirement and all this? I said, look, man, you're getting into all kinds of different stuff. I'm just telling you that you, a person that holds on to that much money does not show faith to me that they believe what yeah. they're saying. It shows me that they're a snake mm-hmm. oil salesman, that they're doing what they can. They found a yep. way to make money. They found their suckers. And I can't trust what they're saying. Well, Matt, you're preaching so. to the choir. <laughs> you owe me $500. <laughs> I need to get rich quick soon. Uh, last thing I have is I got to get a new iPhone. Oh, no. Uh, that sounds shitty. The uh, I, I mean, it still works, mm-hmm. but what happens is the bottom coil doesn't work but it does stay on like it's like it's broke at one point so the whole coil on the bottom of it doesn't work only like a part of it turns on and it won't turn off so i have to go flip the breaker outside whenever i want to use it and because it'll stay on at about the oven usually averages around like 375 or so if Mm -hmm. i just leave it on for a while so i could still cook in it if I want to go above 375, I just have to turn on the broil aspect to turn on the top wow. coil. Uh, and the stovetop yeah, still good. works. But I just figure I got to yeah. get a new oven anyways. And I got I got the money to do it, so I might as well. Okay. So I'll get me like a, a You should get a, uh, a Jennifer Loves Her, con, uh, I think it's convection stovetop. Yeah. Convection. Boils water and just like that, man. Water's boiling. Oh, man. Need that boiling I need, water I need, immediately. I need boiled water just like that. <laughs> Well, it's great for me. Go ahead. I hate that I'm not. Yeah. Well, I hate that I'm not. I, I don't have gas. Mm. I, I I was fearful of gas when I first started looking for a house because I just I was mm. worried. I was just worried. Like I've watched too many movies where the people set their their oven on and it blows up the whole house. Yeah. When the bad yeah. guys are in it. Yeah. So uh, I was worried about that scenario happening. Sure. But I don't know, just, uh, I, I, you know, when we're down here, sometimes in the winter, we do have power outages. Uh, so I was thinking like, well, it would have been nice to have like an oven you could just leave on and still wait, stay warm. Yeah. You know, with yeah. the gas, there's gas. But anyways, you're going to say something? Uh, not, uh, probably, maybe. I don't know. I don't recall. Talking about gas or convection over or something like that. Oh, boiling water. I was just going to say it, it's nice for me because I do uh, French press coffee every morning. So I'm, I'm boiling water every morning, but yeah, if you're not doing that, eh. <laughs> if, you're not, if you're not a tea drinker. Oh yeah. Well, I bench press coffee, bench press morning. coffee, two fifty pound bags. Yeah. yeah. That's how you, Oh yeah. How much do you bench press? At least two <laughs> cups a day. I like that. Th- that's like someone that walks in to like a, a, like they join a, a coffee drinkers group, but they don't really know anything about coffee, yeah. but they don't want to seem like they're an idiot. So they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, I bench press my coffee. Uh, that's our fourth movie title, Bench Press. <laughs> bench bench no, wait, Press French Coffee. Press. Bench, bench Press French Press. It's something. It's about weightlifters that own a coffee house or something. All right. So oh. we did get a letter in. Uh, it came in from Alex. Our Alex? So he said... Yeah, our Alex. He said, uh, just some quick thoughts from uh, things you mentioned in episode 409. Also, if you'll tell Jennifer, she writes in 
I might actually remember to read what she responds to instead of her tweeting. Oh, okay. Well, she listens, so I guess you don't have to tell yeah, her. She'll, she'll, she'll listen to this she'll, and yeah. hear it. So, <sighs> anyways, Amazon is making a Will a Time TV show. Oh, it's a long time coming. Uh, from before Game of Thrones, I think. Uh, then was. I would question whether they're really making it and whether it's in development hell. <laughs> uh, it says, I vaguely remember Patrick Rothfuss, author of King Killer Chronicles, meeting with, quote, Hollywood types, end quote, in 2015. I thought it was just last year, but nope. Uh, Nerdist has a follow-up from this year. Looks like TV show is new writing and movies will cover the books. We're still waiting on the third and maybe final uh-huh. book of the series. So is that the king? Is that the win? I don't win think thing? so. King Killer Chronicles? I don't. So we're waiting for multiple books from Patrick Roth? That wouldn't surprise me. Uh, Brandon Sanderson, who you didn't mention, but I will because uh-huh. he's my favorite author, is working on a multimedia project from a new IP, Dark One. Coppermind is the go-to place for info on Sanderson's work. Or works, but also very easy to see spoilers there. So don't go to coppermine.net, it looks like. Uh, many believe this is Brandon's way of getting experience prior to trying to shop around his flagship, the Cosmere. Or Cosmere? C-O-S-M-E-R-E? Hmm. Yeah, I don't I don't know if that's a weird, a, new, a real word. Cos- Cosmere? And lastly, my coworker, has also had issues with Amazon Logistics. He's a Prime member and gets two-day shipping a lot. Says many times it takes much longer than that and is super annoyed with it. He, too, lives a bit a bit off the beaten path. So it's funny because uh, Jennifer was listening to our show and then she um, she shared with me a, 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 her thought, like maybe Amazon took it to the smaller, um, what do you call it, um, testing areas on purpose to which I replied that would actually be really clever because if they launched their shitty service in like Seattle or New York city or something, you'd have all these like hipster uh, uh, magazines, like the New Yorker writing about how shitty their service is. But if you do it in little rock, like eh, people don't really care. (laughs) No one's going to take notice (laughs) so they can like work out all the kinks in Little Rock before they launch it anywhere that people would be um, looking at. Right. Uh, Well, he uh, last thing he has from my understanding, Amazon logistics isn't a company so much Hmm. as a program to partner with localized delivery companies for last leg delivery. IE instead of using UPS or FedEx, they're using Joe's delivery service, obviously a company I just made up. And he gave us a link. That would explain a whole lot about your issues. Because if Amazon's trying to coordinate (laughs) with these people and then these people are doing God knows what. Yeah. 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 So anyways. All right. That's all I got. All right. So uh, if you'd like to send us an email, you can do so at letter at outlandishpodcast.com. You can like us on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash outlandishpodcast. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Atlantis Cast. You can follow me at Atlantis Matt, Justin at Atlantis Beats, and Jeremy at Atlantis Jer. Jeremy wasn't here because it was spring break. Yep, there in Tennessee. I guess he had posted some stuff on Facebook or something. Yeah, Mandy had. Okay, all right. Uh, thanks for this episode four one zero. 
and uh, we'll catch you in four one one. We'll give you we'll give you the four one one on episode four one one. Boy, it's just it's just a series of numbers Five. that are attached to things. Like you got four four oh nine, which we referenced, and then they'll have the four one one, and then yeah. nine episodes later it'll be episode four twenty. <laughs> we'll just tack this on at the end here. My my coworker uh referred to uh nine eleven as nine one one. And I was like I I started laughing, I go, Who says right? that? Who says, Hey man, don't Remember nine one one. I'm like, yeah, yeah I'll, I'll it, always it, remember nine one one. There's it's an emergency, emergency call. I'll definitely dial that. I mean, yeah, remember nine nine one one. Never forget nine one one. I hope not. In case of emergency, I gotta call it like nine one one. Remember when the twin towers <laughs> fell on nine one one? What? On September one one. It doesn't make any sense. All right. Uh, thanks for this episode for uh, 410. We'll catch you in four, right. uh, 411. Bye. Bye. Right, there you go. Say, thank you for listening to Outlandish. Thank you for listening. Good enough. <laughs>